Hello everybody, welcome to Wombat Radio. Today we're chilling in the Mustang in Redfern and we're speaking with Benji Ra. G'day Benji. Hello Matt, <laughs> I am ready. Uh, I have a question, but maybe first it'd be cool to get some context about what you do or what you do is doing. Um, what I do? Yeah. <laughs> living my life? Yeah, living your life. Living my life. Setting an example. Setting an example. Um, trying to survive. Um, negotiating artistic practice and survival and new world orders. Yeah. Um, identity. Everything. Everything is like a big, uh, a big board game. <laughs> so it's like there's a level of fuckery, but you've also got quite a lot of skin in the game when you're fucking with the social systems and constructs. Like you're really in the firing line as well. I think so. Um, I feel like we got we got very abstract really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not... What do you do? You perform. I've yes, seen oh, some yeah, performances yeah, yeah. that you've done. Yeah, I perform. Um, and then people clap. And then your Insta yes. blows up. Yeah. Okay, yeah, what do I do? I think that question is, like, always really hard for me to answer because I feel like I do a lot and there's a lot going on in every part of my day. Um, I guess a lot of it revolves around me being an artist. Um, And a lot of it revolves around also, like, sometimes my identity because I think my identity is something that people are interested in um oh it's just it's a conversation that um that people, people want to talk about they want right to have, now. Yeah, people right. want to have a conversation about different identity. I- yeah identity uh-huh. and somehow i fit that i fit that and they think yeah. that you're interested in having that conversation yeah they do think i'm interested in that and i'm very suspicious of being um consumed yeah <laughs> or considered an authority or something yeah definitely there's, do you think that there's, uh, I'm interested in what you've come to understand as the space between having an identity that you've considered and constructed versus the performance and politics of identity? Because I imagine people want to talk to you about identity politics, but actually you just have an identity. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about the other day, because I always, I... I get asked a lot to comment on things or to um, become uh, some sort of like clickbait material or like um, I guess because like right now everyone's talking about identity, everyone's talking about queer identity, race politics and gender politics are um, colliding and it's all kind of like and they want they want the, the voices of those people to come out and speak and to be, be um, to ultimately represent and I was thinking I just kind of want also an experience of myself that isn't consumed and talked about in the public media as well yeah um does that end? Is yeah it of course and at the moment you're working on a show you're at the moment I'm working on a show for um common anomalies. anomalies yeah it's a mouthful <laughs> common, common anomalies, anomalies. Yeah. Uh, at um, it's going to be at Riverside Theatre and um, 
Klaus Cabarrus and Emmanuel Dado will also be a part of that as well. Nice. It's a triple bill. So you're each responsible for your own work. Yes. And what is it, where is the material coming from for your work that you're making? What are you drawing from? Um, I've started to think about representation um, and accessibility to culture through performance and how actually trying to find different ways to mask culture or to camouflage culture so that it's not as as accessible um i'm thinking of different ways to remix remix culture to um put put it in the dark or like i don't know just to kind of like deter away from its ultimate form um of what it is and i like talk about culture as in like traditional culture but also like um Know, like subculture or like queer culture or things that are like produced out of you know they don't get produced in the art world yeah. framework they they're getting like they're somehow just a community a, yeah, yeah people are like you said surviving yeah and the way they survive is by building a culture within their yes, community a culture and an ecosystem and a set of um traditions and eventually that eventuates into a really rich long history that unfortunately a lot of people want to consume Mm-mm-mm. as well but that'll go like the there was a time when tiki bars were all the rage and they're out of fashion <laughs> at the moment oh my god tiki bars yeah I guess so yeah so the, it'll come and go people will be really it'll disinterested come. in you of course and like what happens if I um, play into the interest now yeah will I become like uninteresting yeah. tomorrow yeah yeah instead of being relevant you'll be a trend yes and that'll pass yes maybe just like anything just is, like this whole consumerist world is like that is there a separation between you and your work can you step back from your work and see what it is or do you find that an aspect of your work is an ongoing effort towards um understanding or um I think I'm very invested into my work personally that um, it's usually a comment on how I am feeling at a certain type of season or where I'm at at a point of my life. It's very Frida Kahlo biography Mm -hmm. in that sense. And I think that's fine and I like to look at it as an archive of where where I've been or where I'm at. Mm. So I can't really separate it in that sense. But I do separate it in the sense that I don't necessarily give um it's not everything it's not my whole entire biography and it's I understand that it's being I know I keep on speaking about this but it's being consumed as well so I'm not gonna put everything into it I can step back and give what I can and be critical about what I'm talking about so that it um speaks more than just a representation of my identity how do you feel? Uh, I'm interested to hear about your training, like institutional training and then non-institutional training. Right. Because um, I imagine there's like a whole set of skills that you have that people yeah, also yeah. want you to bring to the table, which is a dancer's intelligent body and a choreographic eye. Uh-huh. But then there's also yes. hard skills about 
how to wear what you need to wear so that the visual illusion can take place of whatever it is that you're right. doing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like an aesthetic choice. Or yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Like yeah. having taste, yeah, taste. <laughs> is a skill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. And where does that come from? I know. I think I always used to kind of like be. Um, I used to look at dancers who had like such skill but such bad taste <laughs> and be like, and you know what I mean? And just be like, wow, like you have almost got it but you don't. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like, and I think that's fine because they work out a way to work with that and yeah, they yeah. they appeal to it yeah or yeah. you hand or you work with a team and you you do yeah. the, the thing you're good at yeah and yeah 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 other. definitely but you're responsible for everything yeah i'm responsible for everything because i'm a solo practitioner <laughs> um and i think that's fine but yeah yeah no oh my god just thinking about choreographers who i just were like like being at uni at first year being like i could make this so fast <laughs> and relevant but you've just fucked it up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know where it's come from. I think actually I was an art weirdo from day one uh-huh. and I studied art religiously when I was in high school and I went, I applied for like Kofa and all of those things and I ended up just wanting to dance because I thought it was a, it's a avenue that I could only do at the time because I was young. Um, so I don't know I just feel like that's, I feel like visually you look at things differently when you have a an interest like a real invested interest yeah. in like yeah. um, aesthetics and like but not just aesthetics as a, like a fashion thing but aesthetics like of like what's relevant to you and like yeah. how like like you know what does colour say and what does like this say and what does like what does like pop cultural references say mm. that everything really kind of like from material to color to um to concept all speaks to each other and it's just you have to get the conversation on point like how? You can't. how do you do that um i think it's just about following your instinct <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i think following your instinct because uh-huh. yeah if it's yeah it's gotta be innate <laughs> Because everyone's, it's it's subjective as well. You know what I mean? It's just like if it's makes, making sense for you, then it's probably fair. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. you're not alone. Because you're not alone, and it shouldn't revolve around uh, how a, a, a trending thing or like what's you know like what choreographers are using what. I think if you can s- sell your aesthetic, mm. and when I say say sell, I mean if you can speak about it as well, and you can like really invest in it. Mm and commit to it, I think um, I think that's the best kind of work because it's so authentic to yourself. There's, I think there's some skills that we know that we have and we leverage and then there's some skills that we somehow just got given that we never think about, like how we walk. Right, yeah, And I yeah, wonder yeah. though if someone who's invested in the ongoing understanding of identity and how that is physically manifest if that is something even that you think about is how you used to walk and how you now walk right and if that's ever conscious um is walking a metaphor no i mean like the actual (laughs) skill of walking yeah because i learned how to do say an l kick when i was learning Uh breakdancing but i learned how to walk from my environment growing up so like i walked with my feet turned out and with a little bit of a limp because my dad 
just walked like that. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I yeah, got totally to VCA, yeah. and then I was training in how to stand in parallel, and then those yes. muscles turned on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I walked yeah, like yeah. that until I didn't yeah. anymore. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I think I was a lazy walker. <laughs> <laughs> like, but is that like a, a Southeast Asian thing? Yeah, it's kind of like shuffling. it's kind of shuffling. It's also a little bit turned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very like, um, oh my god, it's so shuffle. I'm just like <laughs> thinking about the shuffle and like well, it's it's the slippers, yeah, the slippers or the thongs, and the yeah. shuffle. This is my growing up experience. And like suddenly, but then that's kind of like that's like me being comfortable, but then. There's also a side of me that hates that, uh, that wants to be like, hurry the fuck up. Like, the like, hurry, like, telling my family to hurry up. Like, let's, why do we, why did we all have to go shopping as a group of 20? Yeah, yeah. And why, like, we are taking so long because we're yeah. all shuffling. <laughs> um, and we're blocking a lot of people as well. Is this in Australia? Yes, yeah, this is in Australia. In Sydney. Yeah, on just family holidays. Mm. But also, yeah, I learned to walk at Quantum Leap, I think. Oh, I think yeah. that was very... I think they were very into walking. <laughs> you know, it's like the first, like, contemporary dance 101 is, like, yeah, walking. Yeah, yeah. And, like, walk. Adelina Larson taught me some walking as well. At uh, Whopper? At Quantum. Oh. Yeah, she taught there when I was there. Yeah, right. Um, Martha Graham taught me a bit of walking. Like 101? She was there. She wasn't there. Oh. But, like, the school did. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, of course, comes down to, like, runway and, like, broking. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, of course. And that's that's a like, whole really other skill. a whole other skill. And pathway. And I was like, wow. And then from there, I went into, like, pageantry walking, which is a whole other skill. Because I thought... Because I started to train for a pageant. Yeah. And I thought I had the walk down path. Like, I was like, I've got... You know, I can walk... I can give you every walk, bitch. Like, I can give you Southeast Asian, I can give you contemporary dancer, I can give you modern, like, Is modern like runway, broguing. Filipino yeah. culture pageants? And I, yes. And then I walked, and they were like, uh-uh. Like, you have to literally, like, half the step, and you have to float. Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, pageant queens walking. They, like, float. Mm. And it's like, it feels really weird, but it looks really beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. So... That's where I'm at. I'm floating. <laughs> <laughs> Through the train station and shit. Yeah, you really can't rush. Yeah. It's not like... I thought Beyonce, like... Um, crazy in Love was, like, just the ultimate walk but it's not like <laughs> you know when she's walking through the yeah, yeah 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 and there's weight in every step there's way yeah. there's like way that is the real that is like runway yes but no there's a lot um do you want to talk about any other projects you're working on or something um what am I working on anything about common anomalies no no oh, if you want but I mean like you've got to make something for Kia soon yeah. And you've been working with uh, different groups of people, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, it's all very solo right now, <laughs> um, which is fine. A lot of my friends are, like, sick or, like, out of it at the moment, so it's good. I can work by myself. But it's hard. Like, I get in the studio and I, like, kind of trying to put together, like, a way of working mm. by myself. And it changes every day. Um, Got any tips for other people that are trying to do that? Um, I like the... Okay, so my thing is, like, I go into a studio and then 
I usually, I love mirrors. I'm not ashamed to say. Um, and I will watch myself, Great. like, religiously. Yeah. Well, you're the um, creator as well. It's your yeah, eye. exactly. And I think it's all very eye-ish. Um, so I will, like, put on music and I will dance nonstop for, like, an hour. And I will record it and I will look back on it. What kind and of music? Then, huh? Who? Who? What kind of music are you dancing to? Um, I usually find my friends' SoundClouds and then oh, I look yeah. at their liked yeah, yeah, SoundCloud, yeah, like, like what, they, what they have been liking. Yeah. So I feel like we're all on a zeitgeist. Yeah. And then that's what I will do. Nice. <laughs> um, I, it has to be new music. I don't think I can dance to anything old. Because yeah. there's something in like, because um, yeah, you're a hip hop dancer, you get it. It's like, the first time you hear, yeah, you know, a new beat or like a like a this a whole new track or whatever, yeah. it's like it's almost magic. And yeah, you can never hit. recreate it again. No. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that we live in such a situation where we can just stream brand new music we've never heard yes. before. But it will probably be what we need it to be because of yeah. the amount of people that have liked stuff. Yes, exactly. It's all. Um, algorithmically <laughs> aligned for our thanks to our, thanks to friends of friends of friends yes exactly so yeah I'm doing that making solos and then I will like sit at my computer and I will look up what's going on in the world and I will like write down a lot of theory politically politically maybe culturally, culturally like um, and then I'll also like just like want to like try to get some dance theory in it yeah usually the afternoon spent just like researching and sitting around how do you where do you start with that so you've done some dancing in the morning uh, in your body I'm in my body maybe you've come up with something you feel good about yeah maybe I found like a little language or whatever yeah, like yeah. a little vocab maybe thing motif. <laughs> oh my god it's like literally a motif yeah and I was like okay like let me inform this with something else with a bit yeah. of writing so where do you go and then search for to try and do that well I might find something that has to do with I think my body I, I'm trying to get my body to speak first yeah nice so I'm trying to see what what amen. are you saying <laughs> amen sister <laughs> yeah you know what I mean it's like I want. I, I know you've got something to say yeah. and I don't want to like crowd it right yeah. now yeah. so if I find something then I will like compliment that yeah because we've been putting shit into our bodies yes. for our whole lives yeah 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 so it obviously it, it has yeah. been Somehow it has to deal with everything that goes into it and it's not going to come out the same. It's going to come out all muddled up as, yes. as some kind of cohesive self-identity. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's just always, yeah, trying to figure out what it's, what that is. Mm. What, what about when you work with, when you collaborate, say when you collaborate with Justin or with... Um, uh, Tyrone or when you are putting movement on other people's bodies oh uh, yeah um it's a little harder and less organic sometimes so I don't feel like I can get someone on the same page as me and I don't feel like I need to like I've worked with choreographers who like they try to get you on the level and I don't know it's just like I don't think we're on that mm. moment mm. but I working with Angela was the most organic or like I just felt like we just had a flow at first draft yeah. yeah 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 did you like that show yeah what was it called yeah 
Energy, NRG. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in a hip hop crew in Darwin. Yeah. Um, well, breakdance crew, style impressions crew, but they did a series of shows in Darwin Mall called Dynamic NRG. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, yeah, go back to one of the boys' mum's house for a dobo and things like that. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. NRG. So funny. Um. Yeah, working with Andrew's great. I just, I don't know, we we're just like on the same page for everything. Or like we had a, we didn't, there was no mis- like miscommunication with the ideas or we just knew where everything was coming from if someone presented that. We're like, oh, that does make sense to overlap it and put that onto it and then try this. And then, yeah, it was nice. That sounds like inspiration. Huh? It sounds like being inspired. Yeah. Like, who inspires you? If you look out into the world of other people that are making stuff, um, who do you look to that you're like, yep, you're on the right ooh. train? Even if they're not doing the same thing as you. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's hard. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to think about. Um, I don't know. Maybe, like, a lot of musicians. Yeah. Because I think they make work in a very similar way where they have to go away yeah. and they have to do something yeah. to be somewhere and create an environment for that to happen. Mm. Um, you know, it's not just like popping out work. It's like you have to set aside moments of solidarity and all this yeah. kind of stuff. I really kind of like feel very... You get into some kind of mode where you are receptive yeah. to what may arise. Yeah, exactly. Rather than just doing the, yeah. the old school, like, okay, do it and then do the first four counts facing a different way. And then just be yeah. like, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Does it make sense? That's like, a, no. No, it's like, yeah, that yeah. work doesn't need to be done. It doesn't need to be done, for sure. Uh, what do you... So I'm going to ask you again what you do, but, like, you make you make things and people come and see them, and their films or their shows, their performances. Yeah. But then what do you hope that that is doing in the world or for the people that are getting to watch you? hope it does um I actually have no expectations of what it does (laughs) but slowly people are saying that it does a lot which is really like nice to hear and it's surprising for me I didn't realize I had a little bit of like a following and people talk about like something I've said or something I've like I've done and how like how that's like is like really corny but you know like oh my god like you know like it it made sense for me because I haven't heard someone say it like that before or like I just didn't realise that that corniness (laughs) was a real thing like I was like oh wow like I'm doing and that you're that person and that I'm that person but I'm not that famous but like it was just it's nice that it has like a very little there's a little stream that's like that people that can kind of dip their little toes in and people are going people are, I don't know being familiarized yeah and um it's changing it's changing maybe a different narrative for them around things yeah well maybe it's more like you're not uh some guru that's got it sorted out but you are part of a community of people who are sorting through yeah or working through yeah. this thing yeah yeah and so your efforts count towards the efforts of the whole community yeah definitely yeah I'm not offering any solutions to life <laughs> for you sure. don't have any solutions no, no epiphanies or anything um, like that maybe with skincare or like health <laughs> I want to get into that but 
not with like living your life like I think just I maybe I just I'm offering a different narrative that's all do you feel do you feel like um I wonder how much choice you feel like you have in the way that you live your life um how much choice do I have yeah probably too much choice and I I I think I'm too loose (laughs) okay um uh and that almost sounds really privileged yeah I wonder if life is easy or is it hard or uh I think I've just come to like it wasn't it hasn't been at all uh it definitely wasn't easy and I definitely lived for other people but I have come to a point of where I feel like the only person that's stopping me from living my life is me now yeah and I kind of cut a lot of things off and a lot of people off and I've had like a lot of like hurt and trauma doing that and like I've undone myself to get to where I am now and literally the only person that's stopping me now is myself so every day is a process of liberating me from whatever self-hate I have on myself or like doubt that I have um and that yeah it's come to a point Socially, I think people will try to, like, not have me live my life, of course. Like, the world isn't designed for me to survive or, like, have, like, a full life of everything that I dream of and all the ideals that I want because, like, it just, like, there's just so much taboo and there's, like, so much um, societal um, structures that have been put into place so that I can't have that. Yeah. yeah but that's just like I will get to that bridge when I that, you know when it comes and I think like the first like like really I just talk about myself because I like I can be the most transphobic person to myself I can be the most like most credible person to my work and if I don't get over that then like everything you know it's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, hardest yeah, part yeah. you got any um, insights for how to do that <laughs> Uh, sometimes I like... listen to Super Soul Sunday with by Oprah. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. No, I think, oh my God, I think be gentle on yourself mm. and um, realize that the mind is actually, it's been so influenced by so many people or, or like yeah. throughout your life that sometimes the voices that they're you think yours. they're not yours. Oh, They've just been, they're just trauma, yeah. like, you know, that's triggers from people who've like, been trying to adjust you the way they want you to be. <laughs> mm. Yeah. How was it to um, putting on a night at MCA? Um, that was that was massive. That was, thank you for recognizing how massive that was. <laughs> it was ridiculously massive and engaged on multiple levels. It felt like because I've been to other nights there, art yeah. bar nights where people engaged the museum the way they always engage was just wander around passively right and this night that you curated and organized and pushed and lived and then i imagine had to recover from was like it was a taking over yeah in not not just in the kind of community who felt comfortable there but the way that people had to rise up so that they could remain in the audience there like they had to meet you they had to come to meet somebody who was being 
vulnerable and open and they had yeah, to come yeah, and yeah. meet someone who was just going nuts on the dance floor yeah 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 and that really when you ask that from an audience the people that don't want to give it to you leave and then what the space that is left is all these people who are I don't know it felt like to me um reveling in the opportunity to live yeah. up to that yeah for sure oh uh, and that's like so sweet I haven't I really wish somebody reviewed the <laughs> like that so I haven't had time to really process that hmm I think about that night and I think about what would, like, if I was a young person, maybe 18 or just maybe finished at WAPA and I went to that night, like how much that would change my, um, just my perspective of what Sydney is or could be. I think bringing all of the people that I have connected with and communities that I have carved out, um, not like carved out those communities, but carved out bridges for those communities to meet other communities it just made sense of a world where you know where I can um where my community in Liverpool you know speaks to my like community like you know in rural um rural Australia and the Filipinos there and then also the art world like everything just having an amalgamation of meetings and basically just like a lot of people of colour like owning a big space that is um like a really like art world institution Mm -hmm. and that has like so much power and hierarchy Mm -hmm. and for me to see like if I was a young person going to there I'd be like wow like there's a space for me here or something um and there's like fuck ever because that art bar audience can be very exactly very passive Mm -hmm. and they just kind of come and they're just like weird punters from Darlene Harbour um Sydney Harbour so I, that was the challenge, was to make a night for us and to have them be well, extremely monetized in that sense as well, that where they had to, they couldn't, they couldn't be the safari. Like there, there was no safari, uh, right? yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? There was like, no, just watching everyone. There was like just total engagement. Yeah. It's always like a negotiation. And then skill really trumps that feeling sometimes so I would have been maybe in a minority in a lot of ways but I didn't feel threatened by that because I was in such deep appreciation of the skill yeah, of the yeah, dancers of, of the, yeah, the yeah, performances yeah. and even yeah, just the yeah, opening yeah, yeah. of dancing on the stairs as yeah 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 well exactly like it speaks there's other yeah it speaks to other things yeah um We could we could finish on why if you want why 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 everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> why make work and why be in all these communities and why go to the effort and to work through the trauma and um why oh my god I thought this I was trying to be really fun in this interview and now it's got an odd <laughs> Um, I think you know why, like, because there's no other way of, like, being in 
yeah. the world unless yeah. you want to like conform to all the bullshit and yeah. kill yourself yeah like yeah. there's two think, ways to suffer yeah and like, one way is through conformity and one way is through yes, not conforming basically <laughs> basically it's like live or die yeah. for me it's like you can be alive and be very dead or you can be alive and be living you know what I mean so I choose to be living and I'm gonna quote that huh? <laughs> I feel like I just came up with that just there. But um, I feel like there's some other sophisticated way of saying that. But I've, yeah. Basically, you know, I just choose to be living. And I think that um, it's all a game, but you don't have to choose. Like, it's not, it's not as well. Like, it's also your destiny and your, your book that you're writing for yourself. So you can choose to play into people's games and, like get into who's hot and who's not and why do this for this and like we have to get this to be this or you can just rise above rise above (laughs) and listen to your inner bad bitch and um you know make things happen for yourself because it's because it's what you want to do. Yeah, that's what you need to do. It's what you need to do. And yeah. the world needs you to do it too. Yeah. And basically, like, everyone has a destiny. <laughs> and if you don't live up to your destiny, <laughs> this is real, Matt. If you don't live up to your destiny, somebody else, some, like, somebody's. Are you a Christian? Like, did you grow up in church? Yeah, but. This, sounds, this is gonna sound very churchy. But everybody has a purpose. Um, and I believe that if you don't live up to your purpose, somebody else is gonna. Yeah, or you're letting people down. You're, you're gonna letting, let people down. down. Or there's that purpose that needs to be realized, mm. and if you don't live up to it, yeah. then somebody else will. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, I it just won't so. change and it won't happen. No, I think somebody will eventually live up to that, okay. that 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 story or that thing that needs to happen. And I think people have callings, and yeah. if you don't listen to it, it can very, it can pass. Because you like that happens to me all the time. Like when I like think about things at that moment, or like it's like I feel like it's the zeitgeist telling me yeah. to like act on something. And if I let it go, it will come up in a couple of months, and somebody will have done that or lived mm-hmm. that experience and had told that and told that story. And like I'm not mad about that, and I'm just like that's. It's just what it's what needed to happen yeah. in this conversation of the world. Like, so yeah, take it up. Do you tell people that you're Australian? Um, I say that I'm from the Asia Pacific, and that I am a settler on um, Gadigal land. Like, I I'm very like sus- no, I'm very suspicious of what Australian is. It just mm. seems like a big lie. Mm. Like it's like colonialism is a big lie. Mm. I'm. F- Ethnically, I'm a Filipino, and I'm mixed, and I'm a lot of things, and I grew up here, um, but I don't know if, like, I don't know if I believe in nationalism and borders. I think this is, like, really stolen land, <laughs> and I'm a satellite, like, that's what's up, like, yeah. You have to go, Benji. I don't have to go. Do you have any last questions? I told him I was going to be late. <laughs> Just push everyone back. Push everyone back. Everything throughout the whole back. day. Yes, totally. Uh, yeah, I got a million questions. I like... 
what what will replace nationalism what will replace nationalism yeah what will replace like the structures that we have in place um gender and nations and all of that shit yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a way for people to have bumper bars on their bowling alleys right so they can't fall into the gutters right but then of course there's no like there's nowhere else to go everyone has to end up in the same spot right so I wonder what I, I wonder what thoughts you've had about what will rise, what will bubble up to replace that as people work on these things and have to come up with alternatives. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, I don't know, I think the rise of like, not the rise or just like the more visibility of like, when we talk about more First Nations and like sovereignty and stuff like that. This is really political and deep and I don't feel like I have the right way to say this like oh like I'm gonna say something well you can also bring it back to your work as well and what part your work is playing in this ongoing massive conversation about how to know each other and how to know ourselves and how to live together yeah 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 for sure and then one one of the things that you're offering up in within that is part of what you an activity you can do as you work out how to live together is come and see something that I've made (laughs) yeah 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 totally um, what was I going to say? Um, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Nationalism. It's a funny one, hey? I saw a slogan once that said, Nationalism teaches you to, um... Be proud of something you didn't do and hate people that you've never met. Right. Yeah, that's very true. That's very, like, Anzac. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. I just never believed in it. I never believed in, like, (laughs) Anzac Day or something. Australia Day. I was just very suspicious from day one. And, like, I I don't think I was ever taught that. I think I was, like, innately suspicious of when I was growing up. It's a tricky balance because the people who who went who did go to war did believe in it yeah and then died believing in it because they were co-opted yeah exactly and so there's some way to like condemn the the concept and what it has caused without disassociating ourselves from yeah the people who went through the trauma or the suffering yeah yeah on on all the sides yeah it's like when you criticise white supremacy people suddenly think it's a critique on indiv- like individually like them or something they go I'm a white person like what do you mean like blah 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 and you're like no I'm talking about white supremacy like that like like you know that the concept that concept that fucking huge social structure that like yeah, yeah, yeah. basically like keeps everything that like and like it, it, like it holds down patriarchy it like it does all this like keeps all these like social structures together so that mm people can't rise above and it's like being there for like day one and we have to like all together like deconstruct it and talk about it and we're not talking about Suzanne like you know what I mean like we're not talking about you right now like you just like why are you centering yourself in that moment it's like the same with all the other stuff like nationalism and like can we please talk about why Anzac Day is like like I don't understand why you were talking about this like this incident that happened yet 
we're not talking about massacres yeah, yeah. of all like the First Nations people in Australia. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. I think sometimes centering is the only way in. Yeah, yeah. For a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially when people are told that there's a problem that they never realised was a problem. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people are unwoke. <laughs> people are very unwoke and very defensive around yeah. like, their wokeness. But I imagine I'll even get to a point. I'll even. I imagine I'm at a point now where I'm putting effort into trying to be woke. Yeah, but I will yeah. still get to a point, hopefully, in five years or ten years, where I realised how unwoke I was. Right. Same. <laughs> same. Like, same. Definitely. I work through my shit every day. Um, I think it's so funny how wokeness has become a, a weird trend as well. Because I just don't think people are as woke as they think they are. I think wokeness is like a, a first of all, I think it's an actual, like, it's African American for a religion thing? Woke? I thought the idea first came from waking up to God. Oh. And then got co opted for. For like. For African American and minority communities. But I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. this is another I time where I'm speaking on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have no authority to speak on. Maybe we should talk about shows. <laughs> I saw that show that you did with Justin where you in the tram, in the gymney, sorry. The gymney? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that? And um, it was being projected up at Goma. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, Benji's famous. Oh, my God. That was my first big thing with Justin was Goma because they commissioned us which is really great. They were like, here's some cash, go and make some art. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that's pretty much the conversation <laughs> that I want to have for the rest of my life. <laughs> so. So good. I know. And then you think you're kind of like, uh, you just like, you feel like you're like, oh, wow, like this is such an amazing opportunity. But then you realize it should be happening or something. You realize like, oh, my shit's important. Not just my shit, my people's shit is important, yeah, yeah. my community shit is important, and yeah, duh, give us money and like, let's make us, like, make shit happen, because now is the time yeah. like, it's like an urgency to get into those institutions and do the work. Yeah, and in a way it's quite convenient for them that they don't have to employ somebody and train them up and then educate them and send them out to produce this cultural content for them to then exhibit yeah, and show yeah, yeah, yeah. that these people just exist and they can just yeah. like, Uber Eats this artwork into the yeah. gallery. Yeah, oh my god, that exchange is really intense. Because <laughs> it's just like, there's not there's some problems you just can't solve by throwing money at them. Yeah. Particularly the problems you're talking about. Yeah. But then like the gallery somehow needs to present some shit so it can throw some money at you. Yeah. To go and start working on and through these problems. Yeah. I, yeah. I well, hadn't thought about it like that, but. Yeah. You rub my back. And I rub <laughs> Do you want to talk about your Kia idea or no? It's on the down low. It's on the down low. It's a competition. It's a competition. It's, um, I don't know. I'm working with Angel Ho, which is like, I can say that much. Okay. And they are a. South African um, producer and performance artist 
and they're fucking cool. And I, um, I mean, we don't really speak about it as a competition, but just as, as an opportunity to make work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just so excited to make a work with them because just, yeah, that's just really great. And I guess if I win $30,000, <laughs> I you Take all your collaborators to, to pour us. Yes! Or cans. <laughs> oh, yeah, next best thing. Next best thing. Definitely. Yeah. No, that would be really fab. Is there any... Um, epiphanies or like just things that you want to keep reminding yourself of and want to remind the world about um I think I've shared enough <laughs> in this little podcast um oh, did I have a good epiphany the other day I don't know yeah go back to the start of this podcast and listen to all those epiphanies about work and lifestyle and nice. yeah just no, I was going to say something really corny, like, live your life or something, but, like, just, no. I think you're saying that by doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do what you say, mean what you... Is that what you say? Do what you... Do what you say, mean what you do or something. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying before that it wasn't always... Like, it's not easy, but you've worked out that it's actually quite simple. That it's yeah. not easy to live your full true self yeah yeah it's a very simple thing to do like once yeah. you work it out but actually yeah. it's still hard yeah and I wonder what you do in those moments when it feels like it's more work than it's worth um uh those are really hard moments and I think self-doubt is the biggest player in what a player it, yeah for sure I think the biggest player in um stifling yourself mm. I can't avoid it like it's something I get something every day <sighs> so vulnerable <laughs> right now <laughs> but then so what do you do what, for self care uh, uh, self care because sometimes I just go for a bike ride or sometimes I do something as like frivolous yeah. as lifting weights yeah, or jumping yeah, in a cold yeah, yeah, water sure. or something and then my body's yeah. like ah. oh yeah 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 totally I can't be on my phone. I think my phone is, like, is either really... I think social media is very, very um, elusive thing that doesn't... that you have to be very smart about how you use it. Yeah. Maybe I say that because I'm a little bit older than the millennial generation now, and I think they've kind of just, like, been so... um, I don't know they're so adapted to it that they don't have this off and on relationship with it as much but I really feel like it's hyper negative sometimes I don't like to be influenced by the world and I think it's I think turning myself off from so many there's basically right now there's a million narratives going on at once and to consume that every single day and forget that your narrative is also very important but not only that but your narrative has to be made up of experience and that experience doesn't come from flicking through Instagram and wishing or comparing or um, trying to familiarize or see yourself represented in that. Like fuck representation, it's such a like hard thing. Like yes, we see 
Like, we need to see ourselves in social media and, like, on TV and in films and cinema. But at the end of the day, I just want to also see myself represented in the landscape and to see myself in the streets. And I don't, I don't know what I'm saying, but I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's deeper. I think representation is much deeper. Mm. And representation in media is always going to be fraught because it's yeah. media. Like it's, it's mediated. It's mediated and yeah. it's manipulated. But if you can somehow maintain your community, yeah, yeah. then that's where yes. your experience happens. Exactly. And that's a yeah. shared narrative. That's what I mean by the landscape. Like yeah. if it's if you have that community and you can build that. And that's also my privilege. Like I'm saying that because I have some of that. But um, people who don't have anything of that, they need to see themselves because, again, media is such a huge player in our identities and social, um, social and political um, structures. The image is a very huge. Um, it's a such a powerful thing. Image. I've always wondered about billboards and really, you know, like mass media and like how much influence that it has on people. Yeah. And I want to do a project about billboards. <laughs> <laughs>